Good morning, Patriots. And today is Thursday, December 14th in the year 2023. And it is a day of days. Getting things rolling this morning, kind of looking over the news and kind of looking at the craziness that's going. And it's no surprise that we're going to find more and more deceit of our government as we head into the holiday season, as they are a, a group of people that no longer represent us, but only dictate to us and are doing everything they can to preserve our power and to preserve, preserve their power, which we've given them, unfortunately. Patriots, one thing real quick is we are dealing with psychopath elites. They are true psychopath elites. They will do anything they can to preserve their power and wealth. And in doing so, they will do insane things like EMP, example, like an electromagnetic pulse. And that isn't out of the realm of possible, nor is it the chance in these crazy times of storms and weather warfare is a chance to be overrun by lightning or even an act of nature like a solar flare. All of these things can affect the electronics in which we rely on, from your automobiles, your RVs, ATVs, your ham radio base stations, even your solar systems in your house, and your standalone generators or your whole house systems for that matter. That's why we have EMP Shield. Head on over to EMPShield.com, EMPShield.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and take advantage of $50 off and free shipping. And these are great investments and great insurance policies. I have them on my Jeep, the ATV. I have them on the house. It's all important devices to have. They protect us in case of these crisis moments. And what that does is ensure that the electronics that we unfortunately are so dependent on won't get fried and you won't be left dark and without anything to do. So again, EMPShield.com, EMPShield.com. Head on over there. You're going to find that they have a tremendous library for not only the resourcing of how they had these things tested and validated at some of the, at the best labs in the United States for this sort of thing, but equally great installation instructions. Very easy to install, very quick to install. So again, EMPShield.com makes a great Christmas gift. EMPShield.com. And your promo code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and you get free shipping and $50 off. It's great. Okay, so right off the top, and today, and it's not, it shouldn't be any surprise, we're going to push our prayer to the end today. We're running just a few minutes late, and so we're going to pivot, and we're going to push the prayer to the end today. Um, right off the top, Snowden now has sounded an alarm over the warrant, warrantless spying loophole uh, in the Senate bill that they've just approved at $886 billion. NDAA, National Defense Authorization Act, no surprise. At a, the at a moment, Republicans are continuing to hold on their refusal to support the massive $111 billion supplemental spending package that Biden wants for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. The Senate did manage to get something big done, namely passage of a mammoth $886 billion 2024 National Defense Authorization Act. In other words, that's our act of funding spying on Americans. It passed on Wednesday, authorizing funding for the Department of Defense for the next year in a vote of 86 to 13. That means they're all dirty, every one of them. Those voting against, the include, against it, including six Republicans and six Democrats and an independent. That's all you've got that might have a chance of being any good on Washington, D.C. Just keep that in mind. And now heads to the House where a vote is expected Thursday. The no votes include GOP hardliners, who have been criticizing House Republicans after the text of the compromise with the Democrat Senate control, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, Snowden writes, if Mike Johnson uh, 
abuses the NDAA to smuggle into law an extension of the warrantless surveillance regime, which is FISA 702, that the FBI exploited to spy on on Americans more than 200,000 times in just one year, he should be dumped just like McCarthy, no excuse. So there you have it. I mean, th- this, these people are all on the take. They're all owned by the the cartel and the banking mafia, which takes us back to the Kazarian Jews and, and Askenazi Jews. It's, it's literally a, a complete sham. We don't have a constitution in place. The NDAA effectively overrides everything, and they're just funding it. And so what you're seeing here is the funding of an alternative leadership and or rule of law. It's an alternative to the constitution that they're funding in place called the NDAA, and that along with the Patriot Act, those two FX, which give them complete authority to override the Constitution in every aspect, giving them warrantless capability. And then you add this to it, which is not surprising. You add the fact that the Biden administration has given, was the one that gave the, the federal agencies a green light to go after Elon Musk. And so it says here in a quote from Brendan Carr, last year after Elon Musk acquired Twitter, President Biden gave federal agencies the green light to go after him. And they have. Today, the FCC adds itself to a growing list of federal agencies engaging in the regulatory harassment of Elon Musk. All of this is designed to destroy and completely annihilate the potential for free speech. And unfortunately, the woke generation who believes that somehow government is good, corporations are good, and that taking a shot is even better, are going to be lockstep in with this fascist regime. We have a totalitarian regime. Their idea is to limit everything and prevent the people from having any sort of free speech and free will. Why? Here's the bottom line. The World Economic Forum is fearful. Their model, which is the World Economic Forum, which is really just a Nazi world order. That's all it is. Forget all the niceties of what we want to call it. Take away Klaus Schwab, who's obviously a Nazi. You can tell by the way he talks. But these people are absolutely consumed with the fear that people will not obey what they expect, what they want you to do. The whole shot was the beginning of it, to break the will of the people, to poison them and to keep them in perpetual cycles of low energy so that no matter what happened, you would never get will, never get well, never get healthy, and you would be perpetually tied to the hospital tyranny. And that cycle has been somewhat effective. And then the constant breaking down of people, there is a fear on their behalf that the, that the people, and particularly the American people, because we're armed, will not obey their rules and their expectations of how this new world one world order is supposed to work. You, you are supposed to be a dumb drone. Do not think, do not do anything except what you're told. Wake up in the morning. And when your, when your phone tells you to eat breakfast, eat breakfast. When your phone tells you you have been bad and you have to go without food for the day, you obey. When your phone tells you that you can't go shopping today down at your local store, you need to feel bad and, and repent by apologizing for the things you've done against the state, removing your social media posts, and suffering the consequences of a lower bank account. When they tell you that you need to get three more booster shots, you run down into the front of the line and you say, help me, please give it to me. That's what they want from you. And they want to destroy your children because this whole idea in their design is to completely undermine the potential of ever having God's families again, ever having any connection with God, and, and replacing God with the state. That is their whole mission. That is their mission. That means that they are not going to be nice. They're not going to be kind. There's nothing in our government that's worth keeping. And I mean that. Nothing. 
including Washington, D.C., which as far as I'm concerned, you could turn it into one big lake, fill it with water, and keep it there, and we would all be much better off for it. It would be good. So that said, now there is some indication that it's not working quite right, and that is why you're seeing a lot of these measures to try to put more money into things like NDAA. Here's an example. This headline, no, it says no Obamacare. They put an N before the Obamacare. Americans are skipping doctor visits due to cost. Now, this is really important. I want you to reframe this title in understanding what this title is saying. Americans are skipping doctor's visits due to costs. What they're saying is Americans are skipping their programming appointments to be programmed and be injected with drugs and be told how they're going to live and how long they're going to live by their death curses. They're skipping those. So you're breaking outside the matrix. This is a huge indicator and things are not working well. 28% of U.S. adults were forced, love the way they say that, to skip or delay medical care in 2022. Forced. We forced you at gunpoint not to take medical care. No, not exactly at all. Because they could not afford to pay for it. See, this is a problem, is the pay thing. And so what they're trying to do, obviously, wearing down this existing American class, that why they replace it with the replacement class that's coming across the border, who they're giving everything to and making sure that those people, from the very beginning are dedicated, embedded in, and not able to separate from the system that they are being dependent on. All that said is there is a bit of panic in D.C. And the panic is that Americans are not being obedient. You bad people, I'm telling you. I hope that you go today and you just feel guilty about the fact that you've been defiant to this government that it seeks to do only the goodness for you. This government that seeks to do nothing more than ensure your well-being and your welfare. This same government that is funding the idea that your children are born imperfect, that they are, they are destined to a clinic to have their genitals removed so that they can never have children again. Incredible. There is no greater fight out here. And I, and I really, I struggle, truly struggle with all of this nonsense in the news, including the nonsense of Trump. Because at this point, it is nonsense. There's no question that Trump had an anointing on him when he first started his presidential run in 2016. And that anointing, whether it was on him because he wanted it or he was truly blessed or whether God was just using him, which is what I think happened, God was just bringing people together to show us all that we were not as few as we thought, to energize that greater hope in what this America should be and energize the greater hope in the peace and love in which we bring. And that was part of Trump's anointing. Of course, he didn't do the right thing. He turned away from Jesus. He, did, he went instead. He walked down the road to the dark side, got in bed with everybody in the pharmaceutical industry, took the advice from the idiots, walked us down into the hell of, of COVID con, and, didn't, and then began to promote the thing himself. Where we are right now is that Trump had the potential of being the greatest president in history. He is going to pass away into one of the spots of oblivion and because at this point in time, everybody's worn out because Trump's all about me. But there is no real hope here through Trump or other people because the deep state has an extremely deep entrenched power. And because of that, we're fighting an uphill battle when we try to work through the political system. It's broken. It is broken. It's time for us to set up a separate uh, a separate government, a breakaway government. Now, in, in addition to all of this, one of the great control elements of our time and the whole design of the WEF was to move people into cities. Now, let's get into that a little bit because it's really important to understand this. We have a birthright. Our founding fathers knew what that birthright was. The birthright was land, land. And with that birthright, we were expected to grow big families and expand. You 
and I all live under the myth that there's not enough land here in the United States for everybody because the big holdings of farms and it has to be big mega farms and we can't produce food to the level we can unless we do massive mega farms. We're supposed to feed the world, which is completely untrue. So this idea that we are somehow in a place where there isn't enough land and there wasn't going to be that the big expansion in the, in the West when we went out and we took the land for the Native Americans, which we should never have been in that war. That was a war infused by deep state marauders. And then in the end of the day, fused First Nations and Last Nations in a hateful bloodbath that is still a rift that exists today that should never have happened because God intended for those us two to come together as the pilgrims did in their pact with the Native Americans that lasted 50 years. But land is at the core of all this. So everything they're trying to do, if you really look at the core of it, they're trying to do two major things in their fight. One, they want to ensure that the family itself, the family unit, which is a spiritual special operations unit from God, will be broken. That the understanding of growing big families will be financially impossible, and they will turn it over to the state. The state will dictate to you how many kids you can have. Even better, if you are of a special class, you can. all your babies will be born through a, a system, a like a Planned Parenthood place with fake wombs. And that's part of destroying children's ability to have kids. That's part of polluting it and with this shot to sterilize young men, which is exactly what it has done. It's sterilized men and women alike in this shot. They're creating a massive effect here. And they're trying to destroy the potential of anybody that has a, a connection deep within, within God and a country that has a defiant attitude. They want to eradicate it because it has no function. But the more important piece about that is the land. What's well, equal? I shouldn't say more. As they destroy the family, they remove the ability for the anointing, the birthrights of land to continue. And they step in and they take the land, like Warren Buffett, like... Bill Gates, and they buy it up on their treaties. These, these is not God treaties of these lands. This is a transactional issue of land. Buying it on leveraged capital of fiat money has no substantive to it. Translating fiat money into solid asset, which we are giving up our rights to the land as we sell to them. And in so doing, like all things in the spiritual war, it is we are giving away a birthright every time we sell. And we're giving it to them with our free will in exchange for their Babylonian money magic. That's what's happening. So when you start to see this massive move to push everybody into cities, which is where I was starting this, what is with the what is with these cities? What is with Agenda 2030? Agenda 2030 is to remove the birthright of land ownership from God's children, permanently holding it into the trusts and controls of the elite. And getting God's children to willfully accept living in tiny little boxes, in compact little spaces, and forever being detached from the land. We were never intended to be separated from the land. We were never intended to be living these lives of white-collar work and not getting into the farm, not being in the ranch, not being part of, of animals, animal husbandry, doing labor with our hands. We were never intended to do that, but that's where we are. And we convince ourselves now because we can say, well, yes, but I do this and I do that. And none of these things are productive in actually creating with your hands. And we try to convince ourselves that it is because we go, well, yes, but I'm a very creative this or I'm very creative that. We're not getting into anywhere near the potential of what God's gifts and talents are for us. And I, for example, we have no room now for spiritual healers. Where are you going to, how's that going to be? 
how about somebody who is a wise counsel, which is by wise counsel, we wage war. What is that? What does that look like in a career? The answer is there's no place for it because they have categorized what careers and profit look like. So as they separate us from the land, which is their end goal, we lose our birthright and they put, shuttle us into these cities. And then what do they do? They give you all the control mechanisms that will ensure you will forever be, you will forever be enslaved. What is one of those? Electric vehicles. Because they control everything on that. They control the on switch, the off switch. They control the power grid, everything. And in so doing, they control your life. So when they switch you on and switch you off every day, depending on your behavior, you take that behavior modification over one or two generations. Look how far they've moved a, a couple of generations to where they've been able to get in a couple of generations. Think about what I'm going to say. They've been able to get parents to willfully bring their children into medical facilities to have their children's genitals surgically removed and give that child a permanent disability for the rest of their life, telling themselves that it is the right thing to do, knowing darn well that there's no possible way that child will ever reproduce. And parents are living with this. And here, just a caveat to that, one of the biggest uphill battles we have, one of the biggest uphill battles we have with this fight against transgenderism and mutilating children are the parents themselves because the parents know in their heart that they're absolutely wrong. And if they admit that they're wrong, it will destroy them because they know that they will have destroyed the greatest gift ever, which was the gift of a child from God. So that's all geared towards getting people packed into these little boxes in cities so that you're controlled, you're detached from the land, your entire life becomes functionless and only purpose for life is what the state tells you. That's right out of Orwell's 1984. It's equally out of the movie Brazil, which came out at the same time in 1984. All of these dystopian visions of taking people, packing them into cities, giving you a dysfunctional and functionless life to where you just obey or obedient, take your shots, do your job and live a soulless life. That makes you the ultimate slave. And we aren't getting there rapidly unless we resist. And that's one indicator that some of that is happening is this little headline here, Ford's test for EV adapt, adaption or adoption fails. Wonderful. Great news. Carmaker slashes production plans for electric F-150 in half. Thank goodness. Get rid of those electric cars. The sooner we can put them in a, in a burn pile and burn every one of them, the happier we will all be. Seriously, they're a waste of our time. This is the world which we have become part of. And it's a world that we have to resist, and we resist it through our spiritual warfare. We resist it through the strength in our faith, and we resist it by telling them no and God yes in every aspect we get. Keeping in mind that your taxpayer dollars are the tools which they use to enslave you, to weaponize this system against us, and to ultimately turn us all into their little hand puppets for their personal benefit. Not one of these people in D.C., not one, is going to suffer during this next phase. Every one of their plebes, of the slaves, the slave class, which is us, they intend to take advantage of because they see everything from the optic of them gaining and us losing. God's world is not that way. We do not deal with a world of scarcity and kingdom. So, time to wage some war. Patriots, it is now time for prayer, and we are going to wage some spiritual war, and we're going to go right after the parents today that are destroying their children and try to free those free them from that enslavement and raise up the kids to our to heaven let's pray father god we just want to thank you today as we lift up prayers 
this morning for the children. The children that have continued to be a, a target of this attack and sadly so little effort in the scope of things is being put to that. We are so as a society consumed with the me, with the now, with the my worry for a bill, my worry for politics, my worry for all the things that ultimately don't matter. Ultimately, Father, we are in a place where we have to start worrying about all things, especially children and especially families, because at the root of all these things is the power and the might of what families should be. Father, we have worked into a place in this society where, starting from our bedroom, we are dictating how long how many a ch- how many children we should have we are dictating to you what our rules will be in accepting the gift of life we are dictating the when we are dictating the how we are dictating the how many and nowhere in in scripture nowhere in scripture does it say that is our rule nowhere quite to the contrary and for all of us that have not, have a, a followed that track it it was a destructive sin and it's one that we need to repent for And then we need to encourage and use that experience to encourage others to grow their families prosperously without the limit placed upon us with the ideas of society that keep telling us, go small and only limit yourself to two because financially you can't afford it. Father, that is not a reception of a gift. That is a conditional acceptance of gift based on a structure that we know is based on Babylon. So, Father, we're praying into a massive shift today of the priorities of family. A shift that's so profound that it will start to strip away this darkness, this corruption of the heart that believes that somehow children are an option. Children are a burden. Children are a limitation of joy because it will depend on how much is in my bank account. All of these twisted distortions of what children are needs to end. Because every single one of these gets to the root of destroying, of being willfully part of destroying children's hopes and futures. It is time now for families to open their eyes and realize that Every bit of birth control, from the pill, even from the practices of abstaining by cycle to the interruption of of the seed on men with vasectomies and the cutting of tubes of women, ultimately all these things are an engineered attack. Eugenics at the core of this and a satanic control to try to mock you and laugh at you as your children willfully accept an interruption of the seed, the gift of life, and do so with such a force that it changes the entire dynamic of the kingdom. We like to pat ourselves on the back and say, well, I'm, I'm really, I'm hopeful that the family will survive this, that the family's still strong, the fam- parents still love their kids. It's not about love that way. It's about a deeper love of understanding what this mission is, to accept the gift of life from you in such a prosperous level, at such a profound level that we prosper, expand, and we grow the kingdom in great ways. And it ultimately takes us back to the ultimate root of this, which is land, the birthrights that are given to us that we're forfeiting every time we do this. So, Father, today we're just sh- we're praying for a massive shaking, a shaking that will move across this nation, that will break the chains and the bonds of the contracts we've made with the demonic, that will literally that are literally is walking us into this trap that we willfully cannot see, that we cannot see the gift that you're giving us, and may those bonds be broken. And open our eyes to the glory of what that gift is. And in this celebration of life in this season, may it be a great gift of life to every heart in this nation. Every child, every adult, everybody to receive the reminder of the gift of life. 
that children are precious, that life is precious, and life is not to be limited by our hand, but to be embraced by the growth in which you seek to give us. And so, Father, we ask for that blessing to pour upon us as a nation. And we declare that in Jesus' name to amen, to be able to literally bring life into the hearts of the many, to look at the families and say, we have two, let's have four. We have four, let's have eight. And we hear these things and we shudder in our at the back of our minds too often. We start to think, well, yeah, but how are we going to afford it? We look to you, Father. And we start abiding in you as we rebuild this nation and rebuild this nation into kingdom, to revalue children into the glory of what they are in this world. When we start to curtail life, when we start to accept that stopping birth with the various forms of contraception and permanent surgeries, we start to accept a curse of death on our families. And those curses of death affect our children. It affects our future generations. It becomes a generational curse. And we have to put a stop to these generational curses. And we can stop it. We can pray against it. We can, we can declare it in the name of Jesus to be broken, which we are doing today, that these generational curses are now broken in the name of Jesus. But we also have to make the action in ourselves to embrace it in our hearts. And even if we can't make the physical correction, we have to be able to step into a nation to rebuke, to repent, to break those curses, and then step in to speak the evangelic words to be able to lift people up and say, grow your families and grow them big and bold. Grow them without the limit of what the state is telling you to do. Remove your mindset that somehow your purpose for being together is to enjoy sexual pleasure rather than understanding that the purpose is to prosper and to grow. And that is the corrupted seed right there that comes from Kinsey, that comes from Aleister Crowley, that comes from Stanger. It's this twisted little seed that gets in people's head that says that the purpose to be together is in part purely for the pleasure of the flesh. There is no question that that is a gift that goes along with the ability, the, the glory of giving life and bringing life into the world. But it is not the purpose. And so we ask for that seed, that seed right there, Father, that corrupted element. We ask for that to be removed. And we pray into that space that that seed, that corrupted element, be wiped out. Then instead, we start to build our relationships based on a much higher order. To look into ourselves. And as we see ourselves in, in the relationships we are out, to elevate them up, to pray into them, to raise them up from relationships of the flesh, to make them relationships that are recognized in heaven in a glorious way that we live ourselves through the spirit first and in that beautiful love of the spirit that transcends all the flesh. And as we gasp, grasp that place together, we walk two as the one, then let us see the families as the ultimate fruit that comes from the vine. And it's not a fruit that we seek to limit. If you limit that fruit, Father, we, we agree. That's your choice. But it is not ours to interrupt, for we do not put ourselves on the throne next to you to decide what is and what is not. So our obedience as we grow families, we grow faith. We grow the greatness of who we are. And so we pray for this blessing, this shift, this change, this big awareness to be a gift across this nation and across this world. Let this be the one thing this year, Father, that comes in this season of life, in the celebration of life, is a stirring and awakening of the breaking of the programming that tells us that we are the ones to determine the number in our children, the number in the many. And let it instead be the embracing of the true gift of the many. 
It is not the burden of the past that we carries we carry anymore because we see it. It is not a fault of our parents. It is not the fault of previous generations. For we have become the watchers on the wall. We now see what's before us. And it is upon us to speak the truth into the world or the blood will be upon our hands. So let us be those watchers. Let us now speak truth into the world. Let us now be the ones that elevate up the new generations to inspire them to build big families, to teach them how to be good parents, to rebuild the family with the knowledge and wisdom that we've gained, not necessarily from always doing things right, but rather from often doing things wrong, to learn the mistakes that we have to let others avoid and to raise up a new generation of big families, of loving families, of families that put the priority and where it needs to be on the children and the prosperity that you give through life. We pray these things in Christ Jesus' name. We pray these things for a nation in Jesus' name. We pray these things for a world in Jesus' name. And with the authorities given to us in Jesus' name. So bless us, Father, as we walk this path. Guide us in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. It's an important shift we have to make. This is the core root of all things in this fight. It's tremendous. And when we make this pivot... And more and more people making this pivot, they have no control. They can't stop what's coming anymore because we revalue what the core root of the family is. We revalue the importance, not of the number of cars we have, which is quite ironic what I want to say, but how many children we have. We don't weight our wealth based on how much money's in the bank account. We weight our wealth based on the prosperity of life that God gives us in our families. When I look out here at the cattle, which by the way, five as of yesterday, five cattle, Five calves, sorry. There'll probably be another one today. When I look across this and I see these animals bringing life and I watch that young calf come out and I watch that calf's excitement to be alive and I watch that calf's desire to be with its mother and the mother being so happy with it. I watched one yesterday just after it was born, the mother licking it clean and making sure it was fine and the calf finally standing up. And amazing how much strength that they have in a short period of time. You're watching the power of life, not a power of the burden of life, but the power of the inspired life in an animal. And when a cow loses its calf, it mourns. It feels the loss. This is a cow, not a human. And yet humans willfully walk themselves down to a, a, a Planned Parenthood and they get abortions. Humans willfully walk themselves into clinics. Men, I did it. That's why I had it part. Why I had it reversed. They walk themselves in and they get themselves surgically altered so they can never have kids. I don't know a bull I've ever met that comes up and nuzzles you and says, please cut off my nuts. And this is the most amazing part of who we've become. We have lost the total vision of what it is to be a gift, to receive the gifts of heaven. We have been blessed when we are parents to unbelievable ends. And the animal kingdom gets it. So let our prayers continue in this place to rock the stronghold that the enemy thinks it has, to crush that control system, to break the strings that bind, and to totally free up a world. And let us continue these prayers, and we will here. But pray to it as your, as your own. Because these are the strongholds we go after in prayer. We bring that force from kingdom, not from earth. And we strike at these strongholds and we break these fortresses and tear them down to free people from the control systems that are telling them families need to be small. Families need to be this. Your relationship with your wife or your husband needs to be one of pleasurable in the sex. All of these things separate that. 
And just to be clear, because I get it every time, it'll be like, so you're saying that we shouldn't enjoy each other. I am not saying that. I'm telling you where the priority is. And you can disagree all you want. Go find scripture to prove me wrong. There is nowhere in the Bible that it says, limit thy family. And there's nowhere in the Bible that says, live by the flesh. It's quite to the contrary, kill the flesh. Embrace the glory of what heaven gives us and raise up the power of of life that God is pouring into us. And this is the season of life. This, at the core of this, is the one message that we have to get in our hearts. This is the restoration of the church at its deepest root. Patriots, have a blessed day. This is a season of life. Celebrate it with prayer. Lift up. Praise God for all that we have. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I hope you have a very blessed day. We're going to have a great show tonight, Bards FM. I have no idea what it's going to be on tonight. I'm going to, I've got some ideas, and I'm going to surprise you, but you'll love it. I guarantee it, because <laughs> you always do, and I love you. All right, Patriots, until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, Support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, 
we'll lie to our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 